Those movies. My name is James Beaver. Welcome to the show. Uh, we have a very special episode today. Uh, what happened was, while I was doing the search for a new episode, I was trying to find something that's very obscure, very that nobody has heard of. And so I found a movie called Kill or Be Killed, 1980. And the synopsis alone, which I will be reading when once we get to this movie, it's a doozy. And you guys are going to love it. But right now, I'll talk to you about uh, what's going on right now with the podcast. Uh, what happened was, I've been uh, deep in the Halloween season, and every day for the for uh, October, I've been watching a Halloween movie, well, Hall- Halloween horror-related movie. Uh, right now, I'm on my fifth day, and I'm enjoying it. Most of my picks I've, I've enjoyed, or at least have been silly enough for me to enjoy. And so, once I've done seven days, I figured I'd rather do a whole week before I release anything anything and so the plan is we are going to be releasing seven days worth of movies uh shorter reviews each each week uh on tuesdays so the month of october i'm going to be doing double work you're going to see me doing the halloween special which will be on tuesdays and then we're going to have our regular reviews on fridays right now i'm actually working on some stuff and i would like to surprise you guys i'm actually going to keep shut because most of the time when i uh say hey i'm going to be doing this guys get ready oftentimes my life gets in there or shit like that and then I kind of have to change my plans. So right now I'm going to hold everything to my chest and just surprise you guys because I feel I don't want to let people down when I offer stuff. And then I'm like, oh shit, I can't do it anymore. So that's what's going on. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, get ready because we're going to about to get some wild. We're going about to be watching some high action karate very slow very slow karate action but amazing nonetheless so be right back guys and we are back welcome to the show if you uh, just missed us even though this is a podcast so i don't know why you're starting in the middle so we watched uh, kill or be killed it's a south african karate movie uh, originally co- uh, released in 1977 under the title Kar- karate olympiad and then it became it was released in america called Kill or Be Killed in 1980. A runtime of 1 hour and 30 minutes, which actually flew by. It was pretty awesome. Directed by Ivan Hall. The, uh, the synopsis, the, the one that really caught me when I watched this movie, is a former Nazi commander who lost a crime match to a Japanese opponent during the war seeks to avenge his defeat. That's all you need to know. It's, it's, it's Enter the Dragon, but with Nazis, pretty much. It, it, that's just all you need to know. But... Since you are listening to the show and you want to uh, be a little bit deeper, let's go for it. So the the movie starts. Uh, the movie starts, and um, we begin with the tryouts, which is over the credits. The Baron, I'm referring to it as a Baron. I think it's Baron Dun uh, something. Uh, travels to his castle with his, while his recruits train. An amazing fight breaks out, and, and uh, complete with backflips, slow motion strikes, and plenty of screams. This movie is a screamy movie. A lot of, because it's with that old karate, uh, like you know, gut gut yelling. Every single strike in this movie is with a huge scream. Uh, 
after Steve, the main character, questions the barrel, uh, the barrel re- reveals to the to the dwar- uh, the dwarf. Yes, there's a dwarf in this movie that they have found him in Tokyo. The Baron plans revenge from 1941 when he lost in the Olympics against a Japanese opponent. Uh, and basically, he plans his revenge by t- challenging him for a team versus team battle to basically get his revenge because what happened was. After this, after he lost in front of the Fuhrer, you actually see a picture of Adolf Hitler in this, which is hilarious. Um, he got kicked out. He lost his rank and everything. He was disgraced. And ever since, he's basically plotted his revenge. Uh, when, and then when the Baron announces uh, this to Steve, he plans to leave uh, with his girlfriend, Uga, who is also a fighter. But not before he gets into a fight with his rival. And uh, the Baron sets up a challenge with Miyagi. Uh, and that, and as that's happening, uh, Steve and Ogre are leaving. They're getting the fuck out of there. They're in the desert trying to find. They decide to ask uh, Chico, who is the name of the dwarf, for help. But not before saving Chico from the other martial artists who are just bullying the poor guy uh, over some petty shit. Uh, as, as this is happening, I'm going to be doing the summary. And then I will get to some highlights because I have... A ton of highlights for you guys. This movie is pretty, pretty insane. It's pretty insane, but I love it. Um, so after that, they uh, manage to escape the for- fortress, but not before uh, rival cry. When they escape past the desert, uh, the rival uh, rural uh, shows up and kidnaps Ogre with a plan to uh, get Steve. Meanwhile, um, Chico is busy recruiting uh, people. Miyagi recruit, eventually recruits Steve to join his team after he hears that Steve has escaped. Finally, the teams are set and we get the people training, which is funny in itself. Finally, we see Steve actually meet the Baron after his escape as he uh, as he's now on Miyagi's team. And with it, we also see what looks like the final boss in this movie named Luke. He looks like a monster. He basically picks up a car. Uh, after the banquet, uh, after the banquet between everyone, Steve tries to save Ogre, but the Baron catches them in the act and basically tells them to fuck off. The contest begins, and it will be uh, a first to twenty points. The Baron gets an early lead, but Miyagi eventually. Yes, the character name is Miyagi, which is hilarious because uh, you know me known with the Karate Kid. Even though this came out before it, the main. The main character, one of the main characters, is named Miyagi. Uh, the contest begins. So the contest begins, and we're just getting like a hodgepodge. It's not just one-on-one fights. We have got five-on-five. We got two-on-one, three-on-one weapons battles. Luke kills a man by stomping the piss out of him. Uh, at eleven ten, uh, to Miyagi, real, real uh, tosses with Steve, and uh, after Baron tells him to go get Ogre, Baron. Yeah, they basically toss up because he was going to go get his girlfriend, well, his wife-to-be, and uh, he, he tries to stop him. During uh, this, uh, the Baron tells him he's got to fight face Luke. Uh, during which, uh, Chico knocks out Ryu and then saves Steve from being stomped to death by Luke. This eventually leads to Steve uh, saves uh, Ogre from Ryu's grasp because for, for some odd reason. Uh, this is all going too quick, but, you know, uh, I really want to get into the meme potatoes with these uh, highlights and everything because this is where it really shines. Not much of a plot, as you, mind you, but, you know, as, as it is. At 1918 to the Baron, as Steve defeats Ural in, like, the, you know, the uh, rival versus 
versus the main character fight. Uh, Steve, in a big twist, m- must now face his girlfriend in a battle to the death. Um, eventually, after a plan involving Chico, who's been kind of helping them along the sides, uh, he manages to get to the Baron, but not before Luke stops him. Eventually, they're all taken to prison, and they manage to break out. From there, they uh, basically have a huge fight against all the guards and everything, eventually leaving Steve to chase after uh, Ogre... Ogre... I can't even pronounce the name, I apologize. The Baron and Chico and Luke in the car. Eventually, there's a final desert between uh, Luke and Steve in the big fight. And the movie finally ends with the Baron just shooting himself in the face because he doesn't, he's had that final loss. Uh, the end. Uh, yeah, so uh, pr- pretty uh, n- n- non-interesting plot from the way I mentioned it. I'm probably doing it a disservice, but we will be getting into the uh, good thing. So uh, let's get into uh, the characters right now. Steve Chase, he's the main character. Uh, what I wrote down was he likes to backflip a lot because, trust me, this man is a black backflipping motherfucker. Uh, he wants to marry Olga. Um, he doesn't agree with the Baron's ways. He eventually goes away. He's your typical... Uh, well, he's a South African, but he's your typical uh, martial artist. I was going to say American, but then he's South African. He's... Your typical martial artist, always doing the right deeds, always. Uh, the Baron. Uh, the Baron, he's um, a disgraced Nazi, uh, ex-general, like and uh, he's constantly getting these flashbacks to World War Two, where he's standing there doing the salute, screaming about the war and stuff like that. And the very, like, whenever you see in movies, you get people have, like, Nam flashbacks. This is a World War Two flashback all the time. He also apparently loves diamonds and that's how he's paying for all of this and he also shoots his own men because of failure and i guess because he he considered himself a failure that's why he shot himself in the face uh he he was very good very menacing i would have liked to have seen the fight between him and miyagi like kind of a last stand or something but they just exchange pleasantries and just uh, shit talk each other he uh believes that he won in the fight in 1941 unfortunately uh he it's just his way because he's so deluded uh we also have chico who in my opinion is the best character in the goddamn movie he's a dwarf and he's just he's just so arrogant and so nice um the first time you see him he during a fight between Steve and his rival Riol, uh, he spears, he gets kicked in the chest by Riol and then just punches him in the face. And he's saying, as he's walking away, he punches uh, Riol, goes, I'm the greatest. And apparently he used to live in a circus and was saved by uh, the Baron, that's why he's kind of loyal to him. Uh, but he's a complete badass and I'm going to be talking a lot about him, but he's just, just this entertaining character and he's actually pretty badass because he does a lot of fighting. Uh, we have Riol who's um, another, he's a rival character to Steve, but they're just over petty shit. You know, it's just a pe- it's just petty. Uh, but I do like it though because whenever he fights, he just yells at the top of his lungs when he's punching. Uh, Luke is the final boss. I was actually thinking Real would be the final boss in the kind of rival situation, but they introduce Luke later on. And he's like this unstoppable, unbeatable. The way he fights though, it doesn't look like karate to me. It looks like he's a, an actual wrestler, and he just does like rock style stomps and stuff like that. Uh, Ogre, she's the uh, the female protagonist in this. She uh, not much to her. She she likes to laugh a lot. There's bits in there where she's laughing for no reason. But other than that, uh, she's there just to get kidnapped. But it was cool that she, like, stood a ground with Steve in the, the final battle of the tournament. So uh, let's get into uh, highlights. Uh, the opening credits is pretty funny. Because you see Steve, like, trying out. And you just see all, like, the credits all over his body as he's doing it. Um, small section in this trailer where 
It's just Steve looking at the camera, and every, he constantly does this throughout the movie, with this weird whistle that he does. I think it's like a distraction technique, but it's just funny because he's just staring at the camera doing this weird whistle. Uh, there's another scene where the Baron gets a World War II flashback at the start, and it keeps flashing back to like images of the war and like just Hitler. And you can, I think the you can actually like hear. Don't know if it's actual video, uh, like sound footage of him speaking, or if it's a sound alike, but you just could hear it. Uh, the one Nazi guy uh, kicks Steve in the face. Well, he's. I originally put Nazi guy, but it was actually real who did it. As he kicks Steve in the face, Steve proceeds to backflip over a fence and land on his feet. Uh, then they they front kick because uh, I wrote these highlights as I was watching it, so I might not know characters' names at that start. They front kick uh, uh, what's his name Chico in the in the chest, and then Chico proceeds to get up and spear him. And I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing! And then you do see Steve and Ogre like talk talking to each other, and I'm like, okay, this, they like at each other's throat. And he's like, yeah, I want to marry you. And then for like, I swear, like two minutes, they're just laughing, and <laughs> it's it was so infectious that I started to laugh with them. And I'm like, the fuck is going on? And then as Steve is talking to uh, Chico, Steve is just looking in the mirror and he's like karate punching, yelling like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and then as he gives this one final scream as he does it. And I'm like, the fuck? What? Like, this is when I knew I was watching magic. My first you know, inclination of this was when he backflipped over the fence and they did two replays of it as he backflipped over the fence. And I'm like, the fuck is this? Um, we then get um, another awesome scene would be when Chico just randomly shit talks a karate master and he proceeds to like back body drop him over him and then run off. Um, then I keep mentioning, I keep mentioning that he keeps whistling. Uh, we actually have a fight between uh, Real and Steve with tortures which starts off by just uh as steve's checking his contract uh real just comes up and bees a douche and just starts setting it on fire while it's in his hands kind of just set up that rivalry uh the the karate fighters got so fed up with chico's bullshit because he kept like flipping them apparently they just steal his puppet he has this weird puppet that he's talking to probably from his circus days and then as it's happening chico gets the upper hand on like three or four of them before they just gang gang up on him and beat the fuck out of him we then get um eventually when steve does manage to escape um there's this weird scene in the middle where they're attacked by wild dogs so steve decides to reply by taking his shirt off wrapping around his hand and then punching the dogs in the face these were german shepherds as well so they were definitely trained and it was filmed enough so that no damage was done to the dogs i could see that but it was just funny because he's like taking his shirt off punches the dog in the face i'm like the fuck is going on and then even more weirdness is the day later they're like we need to get out of here so they build a lance uh sail out of the car that they just stole to get out of the building uh, the fight between real Ogla and this random student that she's training is apparently they basically uh, rule is at his screamy best while he's doing this and I'm clapping the entire time uh, so then eventually we get to where Chico is now hiring different people uh, apparently Miyagi hired a bunch of country bumpkins and all they do is just hang around in a junkyard and like break blocks that's all they do you just see Chico walk up to go Hey, do you want to join our team? And he's like, Let's sh let, let me show you what you can do. He's like, okay, cool. Let me sign you. And they're like, nah, we're signing with Miyagi. That was like one of the jokes in it. There's a, a, a fighter from London, and you know it's from London because there's a bunch of stock pictures of London. 
And all he does is he talks in cryptic, uh, like, Yoda speak. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, one thing I noticed, though, for all the best fighters in the world, like, this is, like, in the world. They don't go in the land. They go the world. Most of them are white. Uh, karate is a Japanese sport. And the fact that there's no Japanese fighters is ridiculous. It's a lot of white dudes because this is a South African movie. And it's, pro- and it's actually in close um, association with the South African Karate Alliance. So I did find it funny that, you know, all the best characters, you know, all the best uh, fighters in the country, and most of them are white. Uh, when meeting, this is my favorite scene, and I actually woke people up laughing so much. Uh, Chico meets with a school teacher, and he's like pissing around, throwing stuff at him. Eventually, he throws an apple, and the teacher replies by karate chopping the apple in half. As they're, like, joking around with each other, like, throwing fake punches, his students look at that and go, okay. And for some reason, there's a watermelon on the sc- on the uh, teacher's table. And they reply, well, they tell they do that by, uh, not reply, I keep saying reply for some, they, do, they uh, try it on by throwing the watermelon at him. He turns around and breaks it in half. And then as he, like, rocks up to his students, he shows them who's boss by fucking punching a table in half. And I had to, like, pause because I was laughing so hard because the students looked terrified as their teachers... Like, if that happened to me in school, if so, if my teacher, who I threw a watermelon at, broke it with his bare hands and then proceeded to punch a desk in half, I would ask to move school or just whatever. I, I, would, I would ask to leave because that teacher would terrify me. So one aspect of the... Tra- we, we also get to, like, the training, and it's pretty much simple stuff, them standing around, punching, kicking. But this one where the Baron just makes them roll down a sand dune for no apparent reason. Um, and then during the ba- banquet between all the fires, Chico's just chilling out. He's doing cartwheels everywhere. He's doing handstands. It's his circus training. He's bending bars, making fun of Luke. And then we get the... Uh, opening ceremony it, it's okay but there's a lot of cheesy music to it uh out of nowhere we get we find that there's a, a mexican character and he's just like shown i didn't see him in any of the fighting sections but it, so- it sounds like there was like ah oh god there's a lot of white people here let's get some uh color in here and so a, a black fighter shows up and he i never see him in any of the scenes Hanging with the others. It's like they just got him in for the day. Uh, Luke, like I said, literally wrestling stomps a guy to death. After his, And then Steve later on fights Luke. And then after the, as he's like being uh, carted off in a stretcher, through like his girlfriend's screams, he instantly heals, dives up, and then chases after uh, Real and proceeds to have a full fight with, with him. Like his girlfriend's screams like powers him up. Um, and then eventually, uh, we also get an East Indian guy showing up too, so apparently, like, we need more. Um, none of the matches make sense. Uh, like I said, they just ran, it's like a TNA, uh, pay-per-view when Vince Russo was running it. It's just gimmick matches for the sake of gimmick matches. <laughs> so, uh, eventually, uh, the big master plan for Steve to stop from killing Ogre in a fight is... For Steve to dive into the crowd and then the crowd to pick him up and throw him. And then for the other members of the crowd to throw him into the podium. That's their big plan. Is to basically throw Steve at the Baron. Which is uh, pretty awesome. The uh, karate fighters are eventually then put in prison. And what happens here is their big master plan is to punch and kick Rock. So that they could all get into one side of the prison. 
and then bend the bars using their uh, splits. Yeah, that that's a thing. In the final fight scene, uh, Steve is fighting Luke, and he gives him a donkey kick. It's where he put both hands on a rock and then launches both his legs. I don't know if that's a legit karate move, but this happens here. And also, uh, towards the end of the fight, he does like Chun Li in Street Fighter, where when you uh, press up and back towards a wall, you bounce off the wall and so that you can jump over him. He does that about eight times. Eventually, uh, he manages to beat Luke, and because of this, the Baron kills himself. This whole shot of the Baron kicking himself is done in a point of view. So you see him pick up the gun, point it to him, l- load it, and then it turns to black as that was it. Uh, so yeah, that was... Uh that was kill or be killed. Like I said, there's some insane scenes. I, I can't do justice the way I'm talking about it right now. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, the movie fucking rules. Uh, the plotline sounds weird initially. It's pretty much Enter the Dragon with Nazis and a dwarf. Uh, there's some slow-ass karate fights because uh, karate is a very methodical point-based fights. Um, <laughs> there's cl- clueless guards who are only there to get punched or kicked in the face. But I tell you this, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this right now, you've never seen this, watch this movie. It, it, watch it alone, in a group, however you can, watch this movie. I cannot praise this movie enough. It's batshit insane. It's so bad, it's amazing. Oh, by the way, everything is done in um, ADR. None of the voices belong to them. So definitely check this movie out. I really, really do recommend it. Go for it, guys. Go for it. Uh, I found it on Amazon Prime uh, US. You can probably f- uh, find it for cheap elsewhere uh, on DVD. Um, if if you're looking for it, I can always help you send me a message. Uh, yeah, so I'll be right back. We're just going to have a quick chat. Uh, this could be a small episode. But uh, yeah, watch it or be killed. Really recommend it. And we are back. Uh, so this past weekend uh, was very interesting. Uh, on the Friday, I actually ended up watching uh, Hellfest. Uh, not too bad. Um, I've, I like, it's been a week since I've watched it, and I've kind of forgotten most of it. Some interesting ideas, but, you know, just overly dramatic teams, in a way. They were all, like, just being goofy for the sake of goofy. And anyone that died in the movie, I was like, ah, good, 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 good. I'm glad you died. And they didn't even die in decent ways. It was just a quick stab here or there. So... It was okay. I liked the premise. The premise was pretty cool, so uh, went like that. Then on the Sunday uh, last week, I went to the Manitoba Podcast Festival, which was very interesting, run by uh, Koji B Films, uh, the host of Witch Police, and uh, Stefan Richard, who was a previous guest. And uh, yeah, very, very informative. Kind of helped me with some of the stuff that I've been struggling with when it comes to podcasting. Kind of gave me some new ideas. Some new out-of-the-box thinking. And it also allowed me to network with other people in the uh, Manitoba podcasting community. So I've been sent, I've been uh, listening to uh, my peers in the Manitoba podcast community, seeing how they work and you know wh- what they do. And what my plan is, is I'm probably going to have a couple of guys that I spoke to while, whilst I was there to actually come on the show. And I'll be going on their show. We'll be like, you know collaborating and stuff like that i'm actually really looking forward to it uh other than that you know i've got some interesting things coming up we're uh we're uh, nearly there at the end of my uh big week week, uh month and a half of working and then i'm going full ball right into 
the uh, you know the guest work, getting as many guests, because uh, then in December I actually have a vacation uh, in England, so I'm looking to do about um, uh, in about a month, uh, two months worth of podcasting. I- I'm actually bringing my equipment to England, and I'm going to be doing uh, a couple of uh, podcasts with some friends from England, so giving that international flavor, something a bit different. Uh, I actually have my bag already. And, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, uh, not much else is going on. Um, I'm working on my structure and, and stuff like that, my interviewing skills, uh, whilst I've been uh, doing this, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, what is going on. So, uh, yeah. I've been saying so, yeah, for quite a bit. Uh, this could be a short episode, I guess. But, uh, yeah, um, th- thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're nearly... Uh, we nearly there, like I said. Uh, so yeah, uh, at Beaver does for uh, Twitter, Instagram is BeaverJMM. We can follow follow us on Be- uh, Facebook at Beaver Does Movies. Give us an email, uh, Beaver Beaver Does Movies at Gmail dot com. If you have any questions, any of those avenues are pretty much good to go. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Thank you very much, and I will see you next week. <laughs>